0: In an age with too many movies for one person to watch them all,
1: we are here for you.
0: I am Jody Berman-Kustanovich.
1: And I am Yechiel Hoffman.
0: And we are two movie Jews.
1: So many movies, so many more opinions. Jody, it's the morning after the Academy Awards, and there was no slaps.
0: There was no slap. It's Oscars Yom Shaney If you were not watching, this was
1: gratefully the least consequential non-awards uh, Oscar ever, and thank God for that.
0: Thank God for that. And there were still some nice surprises.
1: Yes, but um, none of them, like, the surprises we had to experience last year, or yes. the boringness of the... Uh, the Union Station COVID Award. I am so excited to talk to you. You invest so much energy, uh, really bringing to the people the love and the Oscars and making sure they're prepared with your blog, with your tweeting and (laughs) with your, um, you know, ballot sheet. So you deserve to bask in the Oscar glow. Cause I know you love the Academy Awards show and you. Um, just the films that get recognized and the opportunities that to recognize films that maybe would never have been heard of. Yeah. So I'd love to hear your first reactions to last night's show and the general context of its winners.
0: Yes. Well, so I, I really enjoyed the show and I think Jimmy Kimmel is a great host. I mean, he celebrates the night and celebrates the people in the room, but he's not mean spirited. And I, I thought the opening monologue was amazing. We were laughing hysterically here at my house. And you know, we we don't allow talking during speeches. Um, I'll tell you the thing that struck me the most is that Accepted speeches are normally lists of names. I want to thank these people. I want to thank these people. Like Bar and Bar Mitzvah speeches. Right, exactly. And it struck me how many people talked about inspiration, talked about not giving up on your dreams, talked about what inspired them, talked about how they're making change through movies. It was it was the more rare speech that was like i'd like to thank my agent and my manager and my you know sixth grade teacher. some of that although although one of the daniels did thank all of his teachers um it was i just thinking
1: all of your teachers is very different than thanking your team
0: that's for sure for sure and so i i just thought people took their moment um, and I will say, you and I, when we were previewing the Oscars, we had a little machloket, a little uh, disagreement, a little, a little engagement about who would win Best Actor. And you told me I was bananas; it would never be Brendan Fraser. It was going to be Austin Butler. Well, of course, I texted you immediately, and apologies for the spoiler. I didn't know you weren't there yet. Uh, I was really happy to see Brendan Fraser win. Um, I was really sad to see Pinocchio win over Marcel the Shell, uh, but we knew it was coming. And I'm hoping this means, like, no more Pinocchio movies. He's done the epitome, the the quintessential Pinocchio has been awarded with an Oscar, and he's did the Pinocchiest Pinocchio that ever Pinocchioed, and that's enough. Um, And I was also just thrilled beyond measure to see... uh, rose and not rose ruth carter uh get a second oscar for the same franchise i didn't think it could happen and i didn't pick her for that exact reason i was like i don't know if the academy will do that twice but those costumes in wakanda forever were just magnificent and at, during the film, I was like, well, she's definitely going to get nominated again. Right. So, you know, just to see these comebacks, Ki Kwon and Brendan Fraser, like it just and then to be there with Harrison Ford and Steven Spielberg, like, oh, ju, 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 I just wanted to pinch everyone's cheeks. What did you think?
1: So I'll just I'll go in, a, in sequence to what you said. I think the Jimmy Kimmel thing is spot on. I think remember a few years ago when they abandoned the hosts again. Yeah. It just, it just shows what a good host can do to move the show along. Um, I think he did a very good job. I think uh, there was one bit that really turned me off because it was a very class. It was just, it was too much Jimmy Kimmel and not enough Jimmy Kimmel as Oscar host, which mm-hmm. is the one where they were waiting for Rihanna to set up her, her song and they, he went to the audience and he had this really yeah. awkward moment with a few people in the audience that yeah. I don't know if they were prepared or not, but either way, it was really awkward. One of them being a Nobel freaking prize winner and the other one being poor Jessica Ch- Chastain, who's trying to wear a mask in the crowd, yeah. like asking her a question. Like, and it was just mean spirited in a way that he wasn't for the rest of the show where he was, I think, open rather than poking. And I like Jimmy Kimmel at best when he's being open, not poking. So that was just my take, but I thought he did a, a pretty great job yeah. keeping the show moving and keeping us transitioning, especially between times where there's like just awkward transitions, yeah. you know, inherent to the show. But we didn't have any stupid things. We remember they brought like, you know, people in from a bus and yeah. you know um and the donkey thing was really great. I wish they had all the donkeys, like Eo and the poor donkey that got killed in Triangle of Sadness. They should have yes. brought all the donkeys back.
0: It was a bad year for donkeys, wasn't it? It didn't occur to me until
1: just now. I don't understand. Is that really the donkey for an Spanish You're sure Can anybody <laughs> actually tell that that's the exact donkey? Like they really flew over from Ireland? Like I could, you know, but who cares? It was wonderful. And just to see the look in Colin Farrell on his son's face when that donkey came out, it was it was really moving. Um I, I'll say this. I did not do a ballot this year.
0: Um, Mm.
1: Partially just life circumstance. I just didn't have the time to print one out. See, see, I just, and it kind of made me go into the show feeling a little naked without my ballot. And, you know, you care a little bit less about production design when you don't have a stake in in who's going to win kind of thing. But at the same time, it was also very freeing because I wasn't like, in, in the show, I was just kind of like going with it, going, ooh, what could happen? I don't know. I didn't pick anybody.
0: <laughs>
1: we always see, like we talked about how people were rooting for. I will say with the, I never got to see The Whale yet. Um, It hasn't made it to a streaming device. I'm sure it will be on Showtime because of the yeah. A24 get, uh, deal eventually. So I can't comment on whether Brendan Fraser deserved an Oscar or not. I, I, thought, I thought once the makeup went to The Whale, that that was actually going to lean away from him because they gave mm. the Oscar for acting to the makeup artist. Yeah, happens often in those kind of roles. So I can't say whether he is better than Colin Farrell or Austin Butler, who I thought were the other two. Mm -hmm. I will say over the last few weeks of voting, Brendan Fraser came on strong. He was campaigning hard like crazy, apparently more than anybody else. He was showing up to dinners and stuff. He was he was working this Oscar. I also say that he started winning a few late awards, really important late awards. And in the voting, that really matters. Right, he um, won the no, SAG not, award. I was you less surprised than he won in the end than I was when the nominations came out because there was fact, there is I, a swell that happened. I do want
0: to make one one observation because the SAG to Oscars uh, comparison, it usually seventy five percent of the time three out of the four are the same. This year, four out of the four were the same.
1: And let's also acknowledge and this part of a larger conversation, the A24 swept the top, yeah. seven, the top seven awards. Yeah. It's never happened that one uh, studio has swept all the awards. And that, I think, has something to do with it. I think their people just, they Miramaxed it. You know, yeah. I don't know if they use the same tactics that Miramax was famous for using, but they were managed to... So it also didn't surprise me that Brendan Fraser got it because it meant the A24 people were on their game. Right. Um, in terms of all the acting awards. So let me get to... First of all, when when I think all of us were holding our breath when um, when Oklahoma and the Western Front started picking up a bunch of technical yeah. in international work, and you're like, oh, maybe this is like a parasite moment. Like this thing's going to sneak in there. There's obviously love for it, and maybe for the older audience who remembers the 1930s film, and maybe remembers World War One. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, is going to go for this movie it's still a very disturbing, very violent, very difficult movie to watch. It's not like it's an easy war movie. yeah, Or as I like to call it, an easy anti-war movie. Right. Um, but when when everything started picking up the top awards and you knew best picture, like, is this going to be one of those years where it just like go, goes to the left turn? We know that can happen with the rank yeah. system. Without a ballot, there were three times where I got to stand up and cheer last night. Oh, nice. Family that we really felt like, because we didn't have a ballot where we said it should have or could have so we weren't like cheering because we we picked it we right cheering because this is where our souls were and it aligned with these idiot oscar voters that are out there <laughs> and one was definitively when sarah Pauly won best
0: oh without played. a doubt but oh,
1: god it was like it was like can the universe actually make this right like she walked up there she's the biggest badass in her tuxedo yeah. and she gave an amazing speech, and it should—it could have easily been the best director's speech too, which she should have been nominated for. Yeah. And Daria and Mina had watched it because Prime released it for five days before the award show. Brilliant move on, on yep. Prime and and the producers. I, we were just so excited to see her up there and to see like this amazing filmmaker who is so conscious about like choosing what to make his film and like and to get to win. It was it was really a special moment.
0: Yeah, and how did you love when she said, you know, usually the Academy doesn't love uh, women. words, women, and talking, and especially so close together.
1: <laughs> that was awesome.
0: She did great. So okay. great. She took her a moment.
1: That was amazing. I think we also, there was just kind of the, the moment we all felt um, watching this when, when Michelle Yeoh won, it was mm. just like, it was just so amazing, just to see the way they were locking hands as the ca- awards. And you know, early in the show, you had already seen two of her coasters win. Yeah, I'm of happy for Team Lee Curtis. I don't think it's a role that even should have been nominated. Like it was a good quirky role, but there was just so much groundswell for her. Yeah, like, it was a lifetime achievement like award. A, acted My. like a snubbed little, you know, girl in reaction to it, and and she was deserving. I probably would have voted for Angela Bassett. I probably would have. Yeah. And- yeah. But it was still great to see all the win, and then when when the one best uh, best picture, because I guess it was a small part of me that thought, oh, Quiet might have pulled ripped it off. Yeah, was it was just so awesome to see just the passion and that they had for making this movie. I I did, you know, like some movies you see the Oscars where like they made this movie to get nominated for an Oscar. And this was a movie that they would never imagine a million years it would get. It was like they were hoping just to make it to, like, straight to DVD or something. Like, hopefully this movie will just get made and somebody will see it. And to see, like, their excitement for getting to storytell it. And, and I, it was one of those nights where, like, the Daniels got to come up there three times. And you could tell they only had one speech uh, prepared. And they gave beautiful speeches. So those are the three... Like we really like, we're just so excited. What were the what were the moments for you? Where, or including those, like that really like just made it like you were happy. Like oh, I'm getting to watch it. I'm getting to experience this.
0: Yeah. Well, I I'll tell you, I cried at a lot of the acceptance speeches. Like they kept getting me over and over. I thought Lady Gaga's performance was. And she you wasn't know,
1: supposed to do it until Saturday.
0: Is that right? Because I'll tell you what, she arrived full makeup, gorgeous gown like and she clearly had all of her makeup removed. She boiled. She had her hair in like a French braid, a basic black ensemble. Like she, t-shirt. she was in T-shirt and jeans. Yeah. She clearly chose so carefully the idea of like, let the song and the song's message speak for itself. And the notion and when even her little opening preamble where she said this was very personal to me. Uh and it then was very you hear emotional. This wasn't
1: your classic, like uh really structured gaga performance. Yeah. This was a highly emotional, personal
0: interview Without a doubt. I mean, I, I I just thought it was it was transcendent. And you know, I love me some re but that was not that didn't have the same impact. As Lady Gaga, like literally, you know, practically naked except for this black, you know, t-shirt and jeans, I just, I just thought it was magnificent the way that they did it. It really touched me. I did think, you know, even though we all know my bitterness about Pinocchio, I thought Guillermo del Toro's pitch about animation
1: Animation
0: as cinema it really, also really touched my heart and i loved the advocacy without the politics this year it was the advocacy for animation it was an advocacy for women directors it was an advocate there was beautiful advocacy in ways that just you know that were just lovely and i have to say i really enjoyed all the daniels all the all three of their speeches after the first one i said to my i said to the, my room you know they're gonna have two more speeches coming. I hope they've got something else ready because because they're getting two more. It's happening.
1: You know what they had, and there's so much about everything that's complex and layered. There's so many themes, but they clearly drew upon in their speeches the idea of, of motherhood, and this was a, this was a love song to moms. Yeah. You know? And they've always said this was like, what do I put? What if I put my mom in a in a, in, a, in this movie? Like, yeah. Instead of like a uh, you know traditional action star. And they really spoke to that sense of motherhood and not just about you know about their about their wives and about their, their their own mothers, but just mothers in general. And I do think like in an era where right now we have a war that's been going on for a year.
0: Yeah.
1: And the collapse of financial institutions, and to forget the roles of people who have carried us there. And I especially think that both Daniel spoke to this, like the ways their mothers opened up them, open up and protected them. To allow them to enter a world of creativity and storytelling. Yeah, I also felt like uh, um, Daniel's talking about just the power of creativity to to allow them to create stories in a world in which stories are now like three seconds long. Yeah. And that was, and it's funny because their filmmaking style is so influenced by a very contemporary form of media that, but at the same time, they're talking about like, we need to tell like, long form stories and we need to do it in a way that is relatable to people. And I think that is at the essence, what made their film ultimately be so special. Um,
0: yeah. yeah, I agree. So we
1: I have to ask you because you did mention the Liddy and Rihanna performances, which I thought both were fantastic. I was very Beautiful. disappointed in the David Byrne, Stephanie shoe performance. It was something just yeah. David Byrne, I thought was awesome, but there was something, something off. It's too bad. Mitski couldn't be there to sing her part. Cause she did sing their part there. But, uh,
0: and not stephanie she's got she a voice i was impressed i, was- I,
1: of, she, I knew she could sing because she's done i think other stuff i know she's done other stuff i just don't think her performance was very strong and yeah it kind of like brought it down david burns david Byrne. he's a genius but <laughs> um i i was not to not to i just like that was another uh-huh. time i was like is this possible like maybe they're just awarding this film the best song which it deserved because the movie should have been acknowledged and for sure i just hope more people open up that movie i said to my family who hadn't seen the movie i said oh no we just need to open up that scene you need to see like why on stage that can't even capture how amazing this exactly. Song is. exactly that's can't why
0: be. the youtube the youtube videos there are several are getting millions of hits and, and by does. the way when they announced this it and it's true because uh, one of my colleagues saw it. People are dancing the dance in the movie theater, yeah.
1: and they're re releasing it as like what they call a fan favorite movie. And so they're amazing. inviting people in, uh, that's amazing. I'm trying it's to, see to see the greatest action
0: movie it. of all time, of in time. my view. Of all time,
1: of so all I will time. say they snuck in their win for Avatar for best special effects and best sound for Top Gun. Yeah, but there were three major movies that got shut out completely Tar. Banshees and hmm, a Fableman's. All really? three of those high, all three of them got lots of nominations, were highly regarded, especially Tar and Banshees, and were yeah. completely shut out. And you yeah. haven't had the experience of years late, they've really spread out the Oscars amongst m- movies that got lots of nominations. And it's because I think this is the first time since ranked voting that a Best Picture winner has gotten more than five. Uh, five Oscars. Right. Everything is just it's the Titanic of our generation. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Lord um, of the
0: Rings. It's, it's yeah. just wins and wins and wins.
1: Like It's just crazy. And it didn't actually get as many technical awards as it even could have, I think. Yeah.
0: Well, did it, it didn't even get nominated for
1: production design, which I think... Or it cinematography. Great. It did oh, win it. editing, which is almost like the top, the, the highest level of the production yeah. award. But it won most... It won six of its seven awards by sweeping pretty much all the top awards. It it didn't, it didn't have a best sport, a best actor nominee. Otherwise I think it would have won that too. I think so too. But just unbelievable. When we started talking about this movie in April, when it came out, I just thought this was like quirky sci-fi comedy movie. I just, I couldn't even imagine that we'd be seeing seven Academy Awards because like just of what we've seen in the last few years, it just didn't seem like possible. a movie could do that. And it's just pretty unbelievable, and you know, and with with that winning, and with Women Talking winning, yeah, independent film back, yeah. Um, people talk about independent film was lost, and like movies that have like moderated budgets, and you have every uh, all the top Oscars. They they gave Avatar and Top Gun the two most expensive movies out this year. Yeah, right? you threw them a bone.
0: Exactly, and that you know that is interesting. If you if you go back to prior years where the most popular movies of the year don't get nominations and here we have uh marvel noms we have sci-fi noms we have top gun which is a great populist movie which i totally loved i didn't think it deserved best picture nomination uh but i totally loved it like i've watched it twice already it's it it is really exciting to see the kinds of films and you know people can go back to our multiverse episode because that, I would say it's fair to say that Everything Everywhere and Doctor Strange were the two films that inspired us to even do a multiverse episode. And yeah. that was, you know, to see it do so... By the way, well. I
1: love Brandon Brandon Fraser's comment when he first goes up there. He, like, looked at all the people from everything and said, I now know what it means to be in the multiverse. Yeah, like,
0: yeah, yeah, amazing. Who knows, maybe he'll end up in a Marvel film now. Because uh, it's kind of
1: a scene from everything of, like the main character suddenly slipped to an old verse where they're actually standing on stage of the Oscars and they didn't think they'd ever be there. Like that's the whole idea. It's like, yeah. it's it, Brendan Fraser's really right. Like the message of everything is that anything, every person is worthy of this. It just might not be in this universe. And yeah. and here's Brendan Fraser standing there yeah, with his co-star from Encino man, you know, yeah. two years away.
0: So crazy.
1: Unbelievable.
0: So crazy. I also I was thrilled to see Yulia Navalny in the in the room. Um, that was talking about democracy, talking about uh her husband being in jail. I'm hoping that all of this high-profile attention, who knows, at least maybe they won't kill him.
1: Exactly. I think the he even said like that's what he's hoping the film would do was just abate his death sentence. Like yeah. But you know, that film i almost felt like that film getting awarded so early in the show undercut you were saying before the activism not the politics of what's going on and you notice everybody's wearing those blue ribbons for refugees
0: i was wondering what those were for they didn't make it clear
1: those were for refugees and i don't know who started it but you saw a lot of people either wearing googly eyes or wearing blue ribbons I actually found there was not a lot of talk about ukraine that always scares me a little bit when like a year ago everybody's mentioning it and now we're a year in and nobody's mentioning it it's like how quickly but uh the navalny win was uh i actually thought all those best documentaries i could have won kind of like i felt about the US international film like but in some ways we have to look at like all quiet winning and then yeah. winning a bunch of other awards yeah but this is really an anti-war movie that we need to be looking at like yeah. What is the consequence of what we're doing, and that's why I felt that the film was important. It wasn't just a retread. It wasn't just like what you're accusing Pinocchio of. This is a film that hasn't been made since the last time that this country and this world was obsessed with war as a way of resolving conflict. Um, yeah. Powerful moments throughout. Googly yeah. eyes for everybody.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> not to, not to. You know, let's let's dance the country song. And-
0: yeah, yeah. And listen, we we do have to mention because we are the two movie Jews. Uh, my dad refers to it as the necrology report in the in section. I was a little disappointed that Topol didn't make it into the... Into oh, but
1: the they have a history of not uh, integrating people who died within the, la- the week before. Is like, that right? Yeah. Okay,
0: maybe he'll make it into... Now, that's
1: not time. why Robert Blake didn't make it, but yeah. but there were others that were left out. Tom Sizemore was left out. and Hetch was ne- left out. Yeah, they were put on the website, but I was also surprised. Like, I don't know how they choose this, and I also I thought it was see. weird the whole thing they were doing, like the fading in and fading out, and like it was going in different directions. Like, even my kids said that, like, this is this is confusing to the eye. Like, yeah. and well, that's it, not what they were doing in the theater. That was only what they were doing for television.
0: The the two percent chance that anyone from the academy is going to listen to this, I have to make a pitch for the in memoriam segment, which is stop panning away stop panning to the you know don't say oh we didn't have time to include anne h yes you did don't pan to lenny kravitz you don't need to see the musician at all let him get started fine and then stop doing these flying shots and crane shots and drone shots i really do want to see what's on the screen and every time they pull into those i don't know you know what they're called wide shots far shots I can't see what it says and yeah. i feel that it is a disservice to the person that they're honoring to their family just focus on i know that they do movement on the screen they do it in a way that is engaging and stop doing all the fancy tricks and let us just see the screen up close so so, so that's that definitely a director's
1: it. choice not a producer even that's a director's choice of what to cut to I will say I know why they do it.
0: Why? Why because, do they do
1: it? Because there is proven evidence that our attention span cannot handle looking at the screen of pictures of dead people for that sustained period. Yeah, So they have to alternate a little bit. I agree with you about the crane shots. I don't mind the cutting to Lenny Kravitz. If you're if you're having a musician of that caliber play, and I thought he did a great job, yeah. that's the place you cut to for a second just to let the audience kind of remember. Oh, we're watching a performance because this yeah. is a performance.
0: Yeah,
1: of this this. Uh, you know video but i did agree with you that like when they cut to the wide shot you know you're only seeing one person and you're right. realizing that they're doing this weird thing i i don't know i always think like there's gotta be a way to handle this and it's also a, like weird choices like how do you include some of these people that they included and not put them on the website i don't know you know john travolta has had his moments on stage right. Spheres, but this one was very I got up there. I'm like, wait, did Kelly Preston die this year? I don't remember her dying this year. And I was like, oh, Olivia Newton John. Yeah. And he was bawling. Yeah. He was getting very emotional. And it was very moving. And you can see like the the sadness and the loss that this man has had over the last few years, like coming out of that moment, very public moment with his weirdly dyed beard. And yeah. and it just was very moving. And and I just wish it would have been handled differently i I just think there's a better way to do this and or don't do it or just say point to the website and saying hey we're we're losing people and if there's a really famous person like when paul newman died or something do something for that person like because they were such a huge nobody really honored last night including illuminate and john who no offense to your xanadu is not never really was a huge movie star beyond
0: No, and you, if you're telling it up, Anne Heche has been in more movies than Olivia Newton-John has. Maybe more.
1: Like, so I just think like maybe that's a way to handle it. If you're going to have a really famous person, like there were some really famous directors from the 70s that nobody remembers anymore. Or there was Jean-Luc Godard, who's maybe like, the greatest. You wow. could have done a clip of Jean-Luc Godard's movies and really honored the greatness of cinema going back to the 60s. I, I don't know. I always think that's a better way maybe to handle this Um and uh, I did think that the opening montage in the, mm-hmm. the show included some of the movies you and I have talked about that were snubs. There was a yeah. big reference to Nope, and yeah. and I was happy to see that. Like I like when the Oscars can be honest about like acknowledging the movies they missed on, but yeah. still deserves to be recognized as some of the great moments of cinema this year.
0: I agree, and you know, listen i i really enjoyed the show last night i think more than i've enjoyed it in many years and you know i always leave the oscars saying that was great i loved it but this year i just had a really nice tone i don't know if it's because uh the president warned everybody like no shenanigans or we're going to respond immediately um i don't know i don't know if it is just jimmy kimmel has a really nice way about him and seems like you know except for that weird segment that you talked about which also it was just bizarre um it was just a nice show and the little bits were except for that one were good and i don't know i just i thought the whole tone of the night was was lovely I everything I, set the
1: tone. I, I don't even if I hadn't won everything was setting the tone for the whole night and the early wins by the best supporting actor uh, actors I, I just think we have to give credit to that. When like I was reading, there's a lot of stuff being written right now about the uh, the Titanic show, the yeah. Wars of Titanic swept, and how much like James Cameron's hubris was just like flowing through the theater that night. Like everybody felt it, everybody hated it, everybody was just begrudging him. I think the opposite was there last night. I, I do give credit. the producers who did a great job and they made sure everybody was on good behavior but everybody should be on good behavior there was never an assumption until last year that somebody wouldn't be on good behavior yes right there was a feel good vibe that was just going through the show that was i think coming from everything
0: yeah and i think it has a little bit to do with the idea that movies are back movies are back in theaters
1: yes the top gun definitely the top gun like you know avatar like energy like oh like yeah. you two movies and you can count Conda as a third that made Buffalo box office and people came to the theaters to see them but you know what people came to see everything nobody expected it that movie made almost a 100 million dollars like i know
0: i know so, and now the daniels hopefully they're writing their own ticket i mean well i they, just hope they're
1: not going to be making the next dc movie or something like i'm going yeah. to continue making quirky movies like they've been making for 30 you know for 20 years together and yeah
0: so i i think all in all look there's there's always more to say the first indian song to win the first asian woman to win a best actress there there were lots of lovely co co-directors there were lots of really lovely firsts and who was it i think it was one of the daniels maybe daniel kwan at the end who said Look, all of this is reflective of the storytelling is changing and not, you know, it's not Jews will not replace us. It's there's a lot of stories out there. They're diverse. That's what makes the world that there are so many different kinds of stories. And the idea that new kinds of stories are breaking through, that's an exciting moment in cinema. And I think we're seeing it. I don't think everything everywhere, even touches a studio 10 years ago, right? Like we talked about CODA, CODA some, something like CODA winning. So I I like this moment. I like the moment we're in. There's this, uh, and you know, was I upset that Sarah Polly wasn't nominated for director? Yes. Was I upset that Danielle Detweiler wasn't nominated for Till? Yes. We've covered our snubs that we are unhappy about in our last episode, but here's what it comes down to. Times, the times they are a changing and I think they're changing for the better. And I think you're seeing that reflected in the Oscars. And I think we'll see it more and more. I hope so.
1: Well, I hope so, too. And I hope now that the Oscars are over and it's March next round of great movies for us to talk about are on our way. If they haven't already hit it, we just uh, I I haven't yet seen something this year yet that has uh, struck me as like everything did, which was the first last year that did. But uh, I'm looking forward to all the great movies that are going to come in 2023 that we'll be talking about in early 2024 and debating their Oscar chances and their Oscar their deservedness.
0: Well, and we're going to talk about it here on Two Movie Jews.
1: All right. you just keep
0: coming back. We'll we'll be here.
1: All the movies this year, all the movies and the and the filmmakers and the artists that were nominated this year. Well, now you know you're not winners, but you're still people that gave us. Great joy in meeting this year. So thank you.
0: And tell someone about Two Movie Jews. We love to get subscribers. Give us your feedback. Rate us on all the places that you rate podcasts. You can find us, of course, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Stitcher, and others. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Movie Jews. You can also follow me, Jody Berman, at Jody B J O D I B E E, and you can follow Yechiel on Twitter at Yaak yeah Hoffman. And let us know if you have a topic you'd like us to cover.
1: So that's our episode for this week. Jody. it's been great getting to talk about movies with you. It's really my favorite thing to do.
0: Me too. It's my favorite thing to do too. So, L'Chaim. To life. To movies.